Pulse 95, live at Expo Center Sharjah. We are live at Expo Center Sharjah, kicking off with our first guest of the hour. He is Anthony Lam, a fine art photographer based in London and in Dubai. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We're doing great. We're very happy to have you, technically have you back, because I did speak to you <laughs> back at the press conference around a week and a half ago. And it was a delight. You just gave me a small glimpse of what you do here because you are here located in the UAE. And yes. what you focus on is the UAE. And that's always a delight as a Emirati girl. Tell us more about your photography. What do you exactly focus on? Sure. Well, thanks for inviting me here today as well. But um, yeah, my photography really has always been about minimalist photography. Mm -hmm. And what I, mean, what I mean by that really is capturing the landscape in its simple form. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the images that I take, whether they're in deserts or whether they're seascapes or whether they're in mountainscapes even, um, a lot of the imagery that I've taken in the last six to seven years has just been very broken down to its bare minimal, which basically just means there may just be a single tree, and there may just be a pier, um, and it's just something that gives you that um, appeal and emotional connection to the landscape rather than kind of showing the full vista. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a way really of kind of from an abstract perspective uh, through colours and desaturation of those colours, providing the viewer a sort of feeling to how I felt when I was in that landscape as well. Mm. So we're kind of more of an emotional connection than a visual connection. Mm. And you say you use negative space in your photography. Can you explain what that negative space is or actually means? Yeah. Sure. Well, negative space could be anything from a large open sky. So when you take an image, rather than placing the sky in a, as a small amount of mm. area, um, using more of that sky to kind of provide the, the space and the, the sort of sense of air. Yeah. Um, I think it was Daniel Corden, one of the other photographers here, that said your, your images are so full of air. Oh. And I suppose that's what he means. He mm. means that negative space, which is effectively just an area of sky. But the difference that I hold is that rather than just having a blue sky um, as the negative space, I tend to find kind of shoot in um, dusty conditions, cloudy conditions, very stormy conditions. Mm -hmm. So you've still got some texture within that negative space. So it's still providing you some informa information about what it is. And it's, it's not just a plain piece of blue color. Now, how did you get into this type of photography? Like, where did you find, like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do this type of photography. When was that? That's a really good question, because I think a lot of photographers have some kind of influence when mm -hmm. they were younger. And um, my influences were from my design days back Ooh. at uh, university. Mm -hmm. So when I was back in the UK, uh, living there, I went to university and studied furniture and product design. And because I studied design, a lot of the work that I studied when I was at college was very linear and very simple and very clean. So I think it's something to do with that coming through into my later journey as a photographer. And I got into photography about 17 years ago. Yeah. And it just so happened that because I like simple design and simple sort of vistas, I suppose, mm -hmm. that that's really what the, uh, the route that I took. And, and how do you educate yourself to become a a better photographer or take better pictures? I mean, in other words, how do you improve as a photographer from your point of view? I think that comes down to the amount of photographs you take. Mm. Because like anything, if you practice something, yeah. and you're practicing it day in, day out, then you start to learn not just the technicality of it, 
yeah. but you also start to learn other elements and fundamentals that kind of provide you with whether it's influences, oh. uh, whether it's locations that you visit, and then you keep revisiting those locations and you keep working out new technical aspects of photography as well. Yeah. And as those years go by, you just start to see the world just slightly differently yeah. every single year on year. So I suppose you're pushing yourself as well. And it's also really important to be a real critic of your own. Mm. So rather than just relying on people criticizing your work, maybe criticize it yourself and um, mm. be your best critic as, as such. And, and if you had to choose one, um, one aspect that makes photography easy, what would it be? And what also, uh, in perspective also, um, what is the hardest thing or the most challenging thing about uh, photography? So just... The easiest and the hardest? Yeah. Um, good question. And I've never really thought about that. Yeah. But, uh, for me, anyway, personally, I mean, I do a lot of workshops as well, so I do teach and educate people. Yeah. But I think the easiest thing is just to pick up a camera. Mm -hmm. uh, pick whether it's a digital SLR, which is a more expensive piece of equipment, mm -hmm. or just going out with your phone. Yeah. Just pick up a camera mm -hmm. and just start taking pictures. That's the great thing about photography, that it's open to anybody from the ages of exactly. two all the way up to yeah. 90. Um, the hardest thing for me is probably um, finding that moment and Finding the moments that actually capture people's attention yeah. is usually about timing and being very patient as a photographer as well. Yeah. And I still feel, even though my portfolio might be quite broad, I still feel that there's a lot for me to give as a photographer. Yeah. Now, uh, in your, one of your most recent projects, is you have a project called Desert Portraits, where you had to look for specific conditions to take these type of pictures. What were those conditions? The conditions are very different in the desert. So obviously, most of the time in the desert, it's relatively warm, um, it's relatively clear, and you have those blue skies. Yes. And that would be your classic kind of snapshot of the desert, and what people kind of would connoisseur, would, they would say, yes, that's the desert classic landscape image. I always look for something slightly different, slightly more um, organic in terms of how it looks, and. I tend to shoot the desert in flat light conditions mm. and what that actually means is when it's cloudy you don't get the contrast in the landscape because the cloud is covering the sun. Yeah. Mm. So when the cloud is covering the sun you get a more soft pastel expression running across the landscape mm -hmm. and that's the kind of style that my work is, it's quite soft, it's quite pastel-y um, and I think because those conditions offer something different and offer a new, well I say a new aesthetic not necessarily new yeah um, yeah I'm not that original but it's <laughs> but for me it kind of provides me with the kind of style that I feel I'm trying to achieve um, so yeah that, that's pretty much what I would what I'll try and do go out on a cloudy cloudy day it's interesting that you say that it feels that what you're taking pictures of are not uh, are unoriginal because when I'm going through your pictures <laughs> on Instagram I was, I, I was I feel that emotion you were talking about. You said yeah. that you're trying to convey a certain emotion through your pictures, especially since they're very desaturized. They're very cool. That's yeah. what, not what you expect out of when you take a picture of the desert, for example. You think of harsh lighting, you sure. think of something much more warmer. So it does convey a specific feeling or emotion that you don't necessarily associate with the desert, for example. So this brings me to a question I believe might be recycled from uh, Rania's question from a couple of days ago. Shati asked one of our guests, I believe it was Aiden Day Sullivan, and she said that since, you know, 
everybody's taking photographs everybody has a phone if you also mentioned that it's very easy to pick up your phone and start taking start taking pictures yes and you're taking a lot of pictures that what some people might believe that you believe are unoriginal or we've seen so many times yeah, yeah. but how can you look for something new in your opinion like is there a way for you to take the same picture everybody's taking pictures of for example the desert sure and then make it your own make it different i think you can i think you can in some shape or form mm -hmm. complete originality is very very difficult indeed mm -hmm. um and that's probably what i was trying to get across is that originality in most of the arts is very very difficult mm -hmm. But I think what you can try and do is, like I was explaining earlier about the conditions, is trying to kind of focus on something that might make the look or the aesthetic of that landscape different mm -hmm. to what it's been, how it's been seen before. Mm -hmm. So the majority of images, for example, of um, Iceland, for example, yeah. are the classic places that you go to. You see the big waterfalls, you see the, the ice that's on the beach, the glacial ice that's on the beach, mm -hmm. um, and then you have the big kind of mountain tops as well, um, the kind of moody skies. That's the classic image that most people or most amateur photographers and photographers have in their mind. Mm -hmm. And the way that I approach things would, okay, if I'm going to go to Iceland, how can I shoot that landscape differently? So that'll be my first question. And I'll start thinking of ideas, I'll start thinking of locations, I'll start pinpointing those locations on Google Maps. Um, and I'll basically try to research um, the kind of project that I'm trying to achieve. So I am actually always trying to kind of capture things differently by using those techniques. And I think it's important as a photographer to try and do that because you evolve that way uh, and you don't stay within one place. So that's really my approach and maybe other people do that as well, I'm not sure. That's some really good uh, tips and tricks, especially since, like we said, everybody's trying to um, get into it, even to a minimal mm -hmm. point of view. Even when you're trying to take a picture for your Instagram, everybody wants to do something quite different. And speaking about difference, what brought you to the UAE 10 years ago? That was my original job. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the job as a, obviously everyone has to pay the bills. Yes. Um, right. Everyone has to do the corporate thing at some point. Yeah. And um, I used to work for a large corporate company in the UK and I tr transitioned with them out here in 2011. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, I had to uh, do that, but I don't regret those days because that taught me a lot about how to deal with people. That taught me a lot about how to deal um, with more stressful situations and turning professional three to four years ago um, gave me now a lot of skills that I've taken from that. So yeah, that, the original move was due to uh, a corporate position. It's interesting you just mentioned that someone has to pay the bills and I asked this question to one of our uh, previous guests. Can you make a living just by becoming a photographer? Of course. <laughs> 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 I've got, you know, I've got, uh, I've got two kids as well. Um, oh. I've got a family. My wife does work as well, but yeah. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, it's not just a matter of selling prints. Yeah. I, mean, I don't just make an income from that. Um, mm -hmm. I'd love to be able to do that one day, but I do commercial work. Mm -hmm. um, I do many other different things like workshops, like I mentioned, so yeah. more educational aspects as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have to have different channels right, um, in order right. to obviously have yeah. different revenue streams coming uh -huh. through. But you can, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people here at Exposure, and um, the professionals and uh, semi-professionals who uh, certainly make a living out of just being a photographer. 
so I'm one of those lucky that's, people. That's promising. Yeah. That's promising. <laughs> Amazing. Hopefully, uh, one day you will just get your income solely from print i mean uh, your I'm work listening. is uh, amazing i'm looking at your instagram right now and let me tell you i kind of uh, i was just looking and i forgot that was on air for a second now <laughs> very interesting photographs thank you very much exactly. So exactly what i was telling uh, just saying earlier there is just something quite appealing about them that uh, diverts your eyes towards them so i think you said it's very minimalistic and that middle subject exactly. that you put it over there my eyes are directly towards um, this certain object and honestly I'm, I'm loving it I'm gonna be following you very soon <laughs> <laughs> exactly the negative space does let you focus on whatever uh, subject he has in the lens thank you so much Anthony no problem thank you for having me I appreciate thank it thank you for being with us